Welcome to MPT Podcast. This is Pastor Tim Wilbanks. We pray that this Word of God will bless your life and ministry increase God's blessing upon you. Let's go to the Word of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4. Now there are diversities of gift, but the same Spirit. There are different administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operation, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man, the prophet with all. For to one is given the Spirit by the Spirit, word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another the faith by the same Spirit, to other the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. And to another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, discerning of spirits, to another, dividers, kind of tongues. Interpret that for me. And another, interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh, Paul said, that the one of the same self spirit, dividing to every man severally as God will. On a start tonight, on the gifts to the church, the gifts to the church. Let's pray, saints. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty power. Holy Ghost, thank you for the your spirit of revival that's entered this body of people. Thank you for the things that you are doing, the things that you're changing, and things God are working out. God, I love you. I praise you. I honor you for everything and all things that you're going to do. We love you. We praise you, God, and we honor you, God. Thank you, God, for these people. Give healing to those that are sick tonight and give strength to these tonight. They're weary and tired in their body. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody shout amen. Amen. If you love the Lord, give him a hand clap of praise. I know you do. You can be seated. We know tonight spiritual gifts here. Paul was talking about the spiritual gifts were given to some of the people in the church of Corinth. By the Spirit of God. They were given by the Spirit of God. But you see, to be used to minister to the body, to the edifying of the body, they were used to edify the body of Christ. Now, to edify means to lift up, to build, to encourage, to strengthen. The so gifts was not, saint of God, and is not the prophet of man. And the gifts are not to show spiritual status of who you are and what you have. It's not a spiritual status gauge if you have a spiritual gift. You see, just as God set back, sent back his spirit on the day of Pentecost to give the rebirth to the soul of man, he also sent the Holy Ghost back to give us power to be witnesses to this lost and dying world. And also the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God that's given to us, is given to us as we pray in the Spirit of God. It is to edify us also. It is to build us up, to strengthen us. Talk about the gifts given to the church. So here we find that this, the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, was a gift to help us. Also, God gave the fivefold ministry for the perfecting of the saints. He gave the gift of the fivefold ministry to the church. In Ephesians 4, chapter 4, verse 11 and verse 12 tells me and you about the fivefold ministry. The Bible said, Paul said, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. 
for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. You see, the fivefold ministry that God gave the church, saint of God, was for the perfecting of me and you, the saints of God. Perfecting saints, that word means to make something complete, free from fault or defeat. It also is used to such as a condition as a possible. It is to make us possible ready for the coming of the Lord. The fivefold ministry is a gifts given to the church to the perfecting of the saints of God. You see, what is the working of the fivefold ministry, though? What is the working of the fivefold ministry? You see, the first gift God gave the fivefold ministry was the apostle that He gave to the church. An apostle is an ambassador, a person who is sent out to a, to, a, to a country to represent a country that he's from. The apostle was a worker of Christ. He was out in the field teaching and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. An apostle was. He was a worker that represented the church. Also, he had the gift. He gave a gift of the prophet to the church, one who spoke under the inspiration of God's spirit, a prophet, one who gives predictions and proclamations of life and events. He prophesies about events and about even a, a, a life itself, a prophet will. In 1 Corinthians 14 and 3, but he that prophesies speaketh not unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort, but a prophet is to speak to the body of Christ. Prophets is for me and you. You see, Brother Mark Morgan, talking to him last, last week, trying to work out a schedule where he can come and be with us. If you remember years ago when Tim McVeigh blew up the building, federal building in Oklahoma, Brother Mark Morgan prophesied about that before it even happened. They even wrote it in the Bible. He wrote it down in the Bible, what the Lord showed him in the day and the time and showed him a vision of what was going to come of that day and the destruction and brought Brother Mark Morgan prophesied about Tim McVeigh's uh, uh, terrorist attack on American that killed 168, killed a bunch of children that was in a nursery of that federal building. He prophesied about that. And I can tell you as a prophet, uh, the prophet, old prophet Brother Guy, many times we have heard, thus saith the Lord, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. And we've heard and seen these proclamations come to pass about life and events to this church and in people's lives. That's a prophet. Now we have the third gift given, a fivefold ministry, the gift of evangelist. The gift of an evangelist is carrying the gospel to a lost and dying world. That's what an evangelist does. He takes the gospel to a lost and dying world. It is the gift of carrying the gospel. It's a gift of preaching the gospel. Notice uh, the Bible said it's the work of each gift he gave to the church. Now, the fourth one is the pastor. He gave a pastor to the church. Now, the pastor means, the word means shepherd. A pastor is a shepherd. The shepherd fine feeds the sheep, even if he has to gather the sheep within his arms and carry them, a pastor feeds the sheep. The shepherd also has the duty of guiding the sheep 
to a pastor to where he get better food and also away from rough places that he sees down their path. He is to lead them away from those rough places. A shepherd speaks after, he seeks after the lost sheep. Sometimes, and you know me, when you're not here, if you don't call, you don't let me know. I'm going to call. Where you been? I'm going to text. Where you been, Shanna? You know, where you been, Levi? Where you been? And I'm going to find out what's going on, what's happening. Uh, find out where they've been. Is something happened that like, attacked them that I don't know about? And as a shepherd, I know I have the anointing and the calling of a shepherd, a pastor. But you see, the fifth one is the gift of a teacher. The gift of a teacher is to instruct the church about the truth of God's word. And a teacher is somebody that the church must have, must be anointed, because all of these five offices of the ministry is for the perfecting of the saints of God. We got to have all five offices to the church to get us ready for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We got to have them. And thank God for the Holy Ghost, and thank God for the five-fold ministry. God uses these gifts, the five-fold ministry, to preparing the church body for the work here on earth and also for his coming. Now, we understand we got to look at the work of each one of these, and you can measure a person by their work. When they say that they're one of the fivefold ministries, you see an apple seed produces an apple tree. So we find out a gift of a prophet produces prophecy. These gifts are given by God himself. They're given by, to proclaim the word of God to the church and giving and giving faith to the house of God. But you see, it's for edification. Now, these calls and these gifts, as they're given, they are faithful. They got to be faithful to God. If you hold an office of the fivefold ministry, if you hold it, you've got to be faithful to God in your tithing, your offerings, and being faithful to God every day in prayer. You cannot proclaim the word of God to a world when you're not faithful. You see, when you're not Submissive to spiritual authority, you will have no authority. With a gift from God, you've got to be submissive to authority. Romans 12, 1 and 2 tells me and you this. It tells us in Romans, let every soul be subject unto higher powers. For there is no power but of God, but the powers that be ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Paul said, if you can't be submissive to spiritual authority, he said, you're going to be cursed and you're going to receive damnation. You've got to be submissive to God to even have one of these callings in your life. You see, saint of God, when you resist authority, you resist the ordinance of God himself. He set this in order. You've got to have the fivefold ministry. And some people, you know, they halfway come to church. They pick, well, I think I'll go tonight. I don't want to go this morning. And you got a prophet there. You got an evangelist there. You got a teacher there. 
You got to have, I got to have. Everybody say, I got to have. I got to have. Let me not preach to you. Let me preach to me. I've got to have an evangelist in my life. I got to have a prophet in my life. I got to have a teacher in my life. I got to have a pastor in my life. And I got to have an apostle in my life. Come on. You hear me. I've got to have that for the perfecting of my own soul, for the working of the goodness of God. You listen to me. Saint of God, some never produce in their lives because they refuse to set under the authority that God has set in order. They refuse to. You see, if you don't stay rooted, you're not going to grow. You're not going to grow if you don't stay rooted. We talk about gifts of the, the gift of the Holy Ghost. I talked about it a few minutes ago about thank God for the Holy Ghost. If it wasn't for the Holy Ghost, I couldn't make it today. What for the gift of the Holy Ghost, I don't know where my strength would come from. Like some, they turn to meth and marijuana and alcohol and pills. They turn to those things. But when I have the Holy Ghost, it gives me the strength I need. But I've got to pray in the Spirit to strengthen my own selves. Come on. I'm, you're going to hear a lot of this preach. Some of you say here, no, I'm like, like a knot on the law looking. Why are you preaching on meth? Why are you preaching on dope? Well, I wonder why. I wonder why I'm preaching on sin. I wonder why. You're going to need a preacher to be saved. You're going to need an evangelist. You're going to need a prophet. Come on. When old brother God, the old prophet died, I felt the void leave my life. So I called brother T.L. Smith and I asked him to speak in my life. I got other men, brother Sam Remery. I called him and talked to the old bishop and he speaks things in my life, speaks a word of wisdom in my life. You hear me right now. We got to have them to be saved. Just like we got to have the Holy Ghost to be saved. So God's gifts has a purpose for our lives. You see, saints of God, now we talked about the gift of the Holy Ghost, the fivefold ministry, their gifts to the church. Now let's start tonight getting into the nine gifts of the Spirit. We're not going to cover them all now. It's going to take me five or six weeks to cover them because I'm going to get in detail about how they operate, how they work. You're going to find out in a few minutes. Let's look at the spirit, nine spiritual gifts. But you understand why Paul had to talk on the nine spiritual gifts, don't you? Because Corinth was almost to divide. They was in, they was in argument. They was in division because they was arguing over the nine gifts. I'm more spiritual than you. I'm better than you. Because one had prophecy. One had the gift of faith. So he had to set them straight about the gifts of the Spirit. The nine gifts were given to the church to edify and to help build it up. That's the purpose of the nine of the gifts of the Spirit is supposed to operate in the body of the church to build and edify the church up. Saint of God, we've got to have the nine gifts of the Spirit. We got to have them. Now I want to divide them in three groups. Here's three groups of the nine gifts. The first group is revelation gifts. The revelation gifts are the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. I wish I could get in all three tonight, but I do not have time, and I'm not going to do it. The power gifts are faith, 
gifts of healing and working of miracles. The vocal gifts are different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. You got revelation gifts, you got power gifts, and you got vocal gifts. Now, Paul was having, like I said, to, to deal with misuse of the gifts in the Corinthian church. The use of spiritual gifts was splitting this church down the middle. Saint of God, you got to hear me. Spiritual gifts have become symbols of spiritual power here and status, Paul found out, causing problems because some thought they were more spiritual than others. You see, gifts are not to divide the church. They are to unite the church. Gifts are to unite it. It's to bring us together. It's not to cause division. And the gifts are given by God himself, the Spirit of God, and the gifts are given to make the church stronger than what it is. Now, these gifts are given, we know, from God to enable the believer, a Holy Ghost field, to minister into the body. John 15 and 16 tells me and you. Jesus said that you have chosen me. Now, you understand, you're not going to choose which gifts you want. Well, let me see the list here. Mm, I think I'll take it right there. That ain't how it works. God is the one who gives the gifts. And the gifts are operated by him. You'll find out the gifts don't always, they operate in his time and his appointment. Jesus said, I have chosen you. He said, you've not chosen me, but I have chosen you. I've ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you should ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Now we understand, church, God gives different gifts, yet all operate by the same Spirit of God. Let me know that all operates by the same Spirit. It ain't a different Spirit. It ain't, oh, I'm stronger than you are. Oh, no, 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 no. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 and 5 tells me you this. Now, there are diversity of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge and prophecy all work different. They don't work alike. They're all different. They know the uh, uh, giving of tongue, different tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy, vocal gifts, they don't all operate the same. They, all, they, they work in different forms in different fashion. They work different administration. So you got to understand, they all, every gift don't work the same. They all work different. 1 Corinthians 12 and think verse 7 tells me you this, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. He wants us, the church, to profit from these gifts. Come on. There's nothing like to get a word. And, I, you know, I'm going to get into something. I don't jump ahead. But anyway, it ain't nothing like the gifts working in the church and seeing somebody out of here, walk out of here blessed with faith, encouragement, and healed. And can I tell you something? 
these gifts are given to the body, not just the ministry. But through years, men in the church have formed this idolatry and this thought that gifts are only for the fivefold ministry. That ain't even Bible. The nine gifts are for the body of Christ, for the edifying. Come on, if you've got a gift of healing, you ain't got to come up here for anointing with oil. If you have that gift, you can walk walk across the aisle, touch him on the forehead, and say, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to be ye healed. Come on. What about the word of knowledge? You, You don't need some other man to come in here and read your mail. And as I, I've been studying this for seven, eight weeks. The gift, and there's a lot that I, I missed throughout my years. But I'm here to tell you these gifts are given. Everybody understand given to the church? Somebody shout me. Shout me. Nate, did you say me? Okay, say it again. Say me. All right. I didn't hear you see your mouth. Say me. They're given to me. Guys, y'all say me. That's what I'm talking about. Me. Given to the church. Given to the body, not to the fivefold ministry. Well, oh, praise God. You know, but God will say somebody's coming. Oh, man, they're used in prophecy. Maybe God will give me a prophecy. Why don't you quit being lazy and trusting on their altar? Why don't you get your own altar and get your own word? Oh, I hit it, didn't I? Why don't you quit being lazy? Well, I wish somebody would just speak me a word. Jesus talks to me every day. He's my father. Come on. If you talk to your father, your father will talk to you. Amen? So let's go on. The gift is given to help all the church. The gift is given by the Spirit of the Almighty God. Now, the first one Paul talks about is the gift of the word of wisdom. The word of wisdom. Now I want you all to understand, you you must realize that the word of wisdom is not the same as everyday wisdom. That's not the gift of wisdom. It is a tiny portion, listen to me, it is a tiny portion of God's total wisdom directly and supernaturally imparted by the Holy Ghost. It's supernaturally imparted by the Holy Ghost. It is a small part of God's wisdom. You hear me? It ain't if I wanted wisdom about, Brother Randall, what size of a unit? Brother Jim, what size? How about my plumbing? Now, I'm not going to say, I know, well, you know, I know if I dig this ditch right here and put this right here, uh uh-uh. I'm going to mess something up. I got to ask them, give me some wisdom. They got natural wisdom. Now, understand this, church. It is a tiny portion of God's wisdom, total wisdom directly and supernaturally imparted by the Holy Ghost. Let's look at Luke 5. I'll read you something quickly. Now, when he had left speaking, Jesus, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep. Let down your nets for a drought. (laughs) And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night 
and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I'll let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fish, and their net, it broke. It broke. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. They came and filled both ships, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, what happened? He fell down to Jesus' knees and said, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. <laughs> for he was astonished at all that were with him at the drought of fishes which they had taken. Now you hear me now. You listen to this. This was a supernatural event that just took place. Jesus was a trained carpenter. A carpenter was able to, uh, to tell, he was not able to tell an experienced fisherman where to put down his nets. Jesus wasn't experienced at fishing. He was an experienced carpenter. He could tell you how to build his boat. Tell how to build the ship. But Peter, huh, he had fished all night long, all the time. He had fished all night long. At, at a certain place he had fished on the lake, and yet he had caught nothing. Nothing had happened. Nothing. Nothing. Jesus had come in, preached to the crowd on the shore. And at the end, he tells Simon, lunch out in the deep, let down your nets. Now, I would be as Peter, I'd look at him and go, what are you talking about? You see, Peter replied, Lord, <laughs> this ain't the time of day to fish. And I'd be like Peter, I'd be, I'd, I'd be like, let's go fishing. Besides that, Peter said, we have fished, already fished here. And he said, there ain't nothing there. Peter said, but nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Jesus gave a word of divine wisdom, preparing them to where their fish were. He gave them a word of wisdom. Now you listen. When he followed that word of wisdom, he caught so many fish that his nets broke. That's the word of wisdom. Now you hear me, after Peter fell down and said, Lord, depart from me for I am a sinful man, O Lord, conviction is a result of supernatural wisdom. Conviction is of supernatural wisdom. It ain't like somebody coming up and said, I'm going to give you a word of wisdom. No, they're going to have to tell me the place, where, how. They got to tell me Pacifics. You know, I've been there. I've done it. Well, let me tell you what's going to happen. I want you to go do it again. Conviction result of true supernatural word of wisdom. The word of wisdom had a natural application, the catching of fish, and it also had a spiritual application to Peter. Now listen to this. Immediately after Peter's declaration, Jesus told him, do not be afraid, Peter. From now on, you're going to catch men. 
You hear me? Jesus' supernatural wisdom made these men leave everything they were doing and they followed him because he gave them a word of wisdom. It changed their life. So when they had brought their boats to the land, the Bible said they forsook their nets and they followed Jesus. Now you hear me. Such a powerful word of wisdom. I've already been there. I've already done that. Uh, you know, I, I've already, I've, I've been there, Lord. I've been fishing. But they did what God said do, and it worked out. Anybody understand what I just got through saying? A few of you did. rest of you, you'll catch on. The second result is in Acts 6. I'm going to give you one more example. Acts 6 relates to a dispute that threatened the church in the early church to divide. The church was fixing to divide. Something needed to happen. In Acts chapter 6, verse 1 through 4. And in those days, when the number of disciples were multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because the widows were neglected in the daily ministry. Now you listen to me. Then the twelve... They were so busy, the disciples were so busy, ministering, trying to pray, trying to study, trying to get a word from God. Their phones were going off. They were being text. They couldn't deal with all the problems with the widows because they're driving them crazy. They didn't have no man. They needed a man to help them. Read it. And the 12 called the multitude of the disciples together. The church was about to split and said, Is it not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables? He said, We shouldn't have to leave studying the word of God and serve tables and do both of them. So, what happened? This first problem in the spiritual matter. They prayed about it, went to God's word, which what the apostles were called to do. The apostles were getting sidetracked, having to do all this work. But the Spirit of God gave a word of wisdom to the apostles to solve the problem. What should we do? How can we work this out? Here comes a word of wisdom. The other believers were to nominate from among the congregation seven men. What do you say? You among you seven men, honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom you may appoint over the business. Said you got to appoint seven men that you trustees. Come on, you deacons, trustees. You get me seven men full of the Holy Ghost that's blameless. But we will give ourselves, what? Continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word of God. So the problem they had was about to split the church. It was causing havoc. It was causing major problems. They, they needed a word of wisdom how to solve this problem. So the Lord spoke to them, gave them a word of wisdom how to solve it, said if you'll pick seven men, let them pick seven men 
full of the Holy Ghost, let them have it and let them serve and take care of the business. In Acts 6 and 5, in the saying, the Bible said, and the saying, the saying pleased the people. And the word of God increased. And the number of disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of the priests were obedient to faith. What happened because of the word of wisdom? The church grew and had revival. What had happened, you ready? What would have happened if they hadn't assault, somebody hadn't got a word of wisdom? That church would have divided and there would have been no revival. I want you to hear me. Please pay attention. I know some of you are sleeping. I know you're tired. I'm trying to hurry up. But I'm trying to get this into some of the body that's here tonight that's not sick. I'm trying to teach us that we got to have the gifts working in the church. What if it comes a problem like this and we don't have nobody with a gift of the word of wisdom? What's going to happen? The devil's going to have havoc with the church. Oh, we can depend on the pastor. There's nowhere in the scripture that all fivefold ministry had all the nine gifts. Now, we have to perfect ourselves to the point if we don't get spiritual enough to operate, they ain't going to operate at all. Am I right? Pastor can speak in tongues. Pastor can interpretate. Pastor can prophesy. Pastor can have the gift of faith. I'm wore out. Pastor can have the gift of healing. Let's just take him to the pastor. I need Bible. Am I right? That ain't word. Oh, we, we're, we're people of the word. That's a lie. We, we believe every word. You, oh, let's back up. Let's, oh, we, we, if we get Brother Smith, he has working the miracles. I've been guilty of that. I've been talking to him about their gifts. Been studying for eight weeks on these. There's nowhere, nowhere. It would wire me out to have all nine gifts working in my life. I don't have them. And I know I can't operate in on it. It's the church. Why ain't you on your knees seeking God? What do I have? What do you want me to have? What can I help the church edify itself? Come on, folks. It's, 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 it's you, the body, the body. Let me hurry. You see, in the saying, please the whole multitude, and they had revival. The church chose seven. Thank God they listened to the Spirit. This would have not happened, saying of God. It would have not happened if they hadn't solved the, this problem because it would have destroyed the church through division and frustration and jealousy. And revival would have not happened. God's Supernatural word of wisdom always brings about a supernatural result. Anybody understand what I just got through saying? It says, well, man's come. Now, let me say this again. Some of you will sleep through this. You're tired and worried. I've told God, I asked God when I'm teaching, please give me a lot of strength. They worked hard. I'm not, I'm not joking. I know you worked hard. You stay up late. You get up early. I mean, you work and labor. But I say, help me get these seeds in the saints of God. Help me get it in their heart, their spirit, because you will not find nowhere 
with these gifts operated in all five, the fivefold ministry. Now, Paul had them. He had, because he had great faith. Peter had some to happen. Healing took place. But he said also, he said to the believers, you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. These gifts Paul was talking about was to the Corinthian church that had been operating in the Corinthian church, but it was causing major spiritual division because they were, they were gauging each other in the spiritual status. You got this gift, I got this gift, look what I have. And they were causing problems. But oh my God, saying of God, what if, just what if, if we got hooked up to the nine gifts Why don't you seek God? What can I handle? What would you entrust me with, Lord? What would you entrust me with? And can I'm going to get in in a few weeks, and I'm going to help you. If you feel like God's giving you something, try it out. You say, well, if it's of God. No, you sit back and be quiet. Don't, don't listen to that person. If you honestly believe God's giving, you honestly believe, you prayed. I'm not talking about halfway. I'm talking about praying. And God's giving you a word of wisdom, word of knowledge to speak to somebody. You go to them private and say, hey, I feel like God's giving this to me. But I, I, I want to speak this to you. And if I'm wrong, I want you to tell me. Try yourself. I believe God's giving me. I heard some. I believe God's giving me the gift of faith. You know there's three kinds of faith. There's faith that brings out that you receive by hearing the gospel that brings you to salvation. That's one faith. There's another faith. God gives us all portions of faith. That's a second faith. And the third faith is the gift of faith. That faith is a God divine gift. It's God's faith. Faith in God. Faith of God. Three kinds of faith. Now, you listen to me, saints of God. Quit praying for some man of God to be sent to this church for healing to take place, miracles to take place. Am I making sense? For faith, prophecy, when God gave it to why ain't you? Hunt, why ain't you searching? For, why ain't you after him? Well, pastor, which one do you think? I don't know. It's him that gives them. He'll know what you need. He'll know if you can handle it. He'll know. Come on, folks. And we got some that they're more concerned about. And I, I, I talked to the old prophet of the day. There's some people asking God for things in their life. They can't even handle it. Asking for land, houses, and things and bless their family. They can't even handle what's going on if they want it. They got it. So sometimes God prevents it for them to overload themselves and then backslide. Come on. So I'm asking you in closing tonight, why don't you seek the best gift? Why don't you say, God, what can I operate in? What can I be used to edify the body? What can I do to help those in conflict, sickness, and battles? Come on, folks. I shouldn't be the only one walking out and speaking a word in people's lives. And, I, I, you know, if anybody's an old target, I am. Because I seek for faith, I seek for healing, I seek for miracles, I seek for prophecy. 
I seek for word of wisdom, word of knowledge, because nobody else is giving it. I'm trying to edify the body all by myself. Come on, saints. I think I made my point. God give it to the church. Say, it's me. I've got to go get it. Let's stand our feet. Man, I've done good. That make you lift your hand and say, I learned something. I learned something. Say, it's me, Lord. Say, it's my responsibility. So if you want the church to be edified, and, and, and some people I, I know ain't going to go after nothing. <laughs> you can tell by looking at them. You can tell how they live. They don't go after nothing. It's just them and them alone. But wouldn't it be awesome? Wouldn't it be phenomenal if, if all nine gifts were helped in this by small body of people? Wouldn't it, church? Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, Brother Scott, we, you know, we could have the five-fold ministry, but they wouldn't know what to do if they got here. What do I need to preach? You know, what do I need to do? But we got to have them also. But the nine gifts are for, for the body. It's for us. Amen. God bless you, church. We pray today that this word has blessed you, ministered to the needs of your life. Until next time, God bless you.